This podcast is brought to you by A Copy Match. A Copy Match is a boutique matchmaking service that helps exceptional singles find meaningful connections and relationships. To learn more about our matchmaking services, online dating makeovers and takeovers, or to enroll in an upcoming group coaching intensive, go to agapimatch.com. Welcome to Ask a Matchmaker. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. For over a decade, I have combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship, psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, each week I bring a guest on to talk about dating and relationships while answering your questions. You can ask a question by visiting askamatchmaker.com. We've reached the end of our first season and thank you so much for being a loyal listener and telling your friends about Ask a Matchmaker. It's been so much fun and I'm so, so, so excited for season two, which starts on September 8th. We'll have some new and exciting changes that I just know you're going to love. And if you don't know what those changes are, go a couple episodes back. There is a season two teaser episode. In the meantime, we're revisiting some of my favorite interviews from the last year. You might have heard it before, but the beauty of listening to something again is you get to notice something you might not have before. It's always good to get a refresher on some of these important topics. In this week's episode, we are revisiting that episode with the ladies of Girls Gotta Eat. Raina and Ashley, oh, the conversation between us was so much fun and raw. So of course I have them in my best of. Enjoy today's rebroadcast. I am so excited to introduce my guest this week who truly need no introduction. The ladies of Girls Gotta Eat podcast, Raina Greenberg and Ashley Hasseltine. Yay. Hi. Hi. You did great with those names. <laughs> Who am I to speak, by the way? When you look at my last name, it's oh, like, God. what's yeah. wrong? That was like the first half of our episode with you. It was just you <laughs> telling us how to, what it was, it something in titties? What, uh, or I've got titties. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've titties, got titties, but I've got titties. titties. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I was on your podcast about two years ago. In fact, I think some of my listeners may have heard about me through you ladies, which was awesome. What's been going on? Um, <laughs> What's been going on in two years? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're good. We're in New York. Um, we're surviving. How are you guys dating? How are we dating? I've How been are dating. you dating? I feel like I've been dating. I mean, um, you have been dating. You don't feel like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I've been getting out there. So but nothing, no real love connection, but I've, do you been, want a relationship? Yes, I do. I feel I had a, a reading with my friend, also psychic who, and tarot reader who is so legit. Like she's predicted my whole life and career up until now. Okay. Um, like by detail, by detail, it's crazy. Do and we have a we, name to promote this person. Sure. She, and she's been on two episodes of ours. Her name is Kelly Knight. She has a book out. Uh, it's kind of witchy and she owns a shop in Atlanta called modern mystic. And she's wonderful. And we've, she's been like our only person we've really had on twice. And she's one of my dear friends too. And she did a mm -hmm. reading for Raina, but she did a reading for me and she really kind of saw me finding love with somebody that's a big presence, a powerful, successful person, which is what I want because <laughs> I want somebody that can match me in that way. And I don't know. It's like we, she sees it happening, like maybe in like a year or so I, I do too. I just don't feel like it's immediate for some reason. Also okay. it's a pandemic, which is, you know, sure. so it's yeah. like, I've been dating and I have this kind of type of guy I want 
not so specific, but like, I do want someone that's very successful and I, I don't feel like is intimidated by me and it's, it's what I want. And so I feel like when she, once she kind of put that into my mind, it's made it easier for me to like, I don't want to say weed people out, but kind of like, no, that's not my guy, you know? Uh-huh. And that does, yeah. that's not to say that if I, I connect with somebody on such a deep level that I won't give them a chance if they don't have some incredible career, but I don't know. It kind of made me realize like what I actually want, what I feel like I am quote unquote worthy of in terms of a long-term partner. So I'm still dating, you, still having fun, but how do you measure success? Like, what does that mean to you? Or is it vague? It's somebody that knows what they're doing and they're on, I mean, you know, I'm in my thirties. So it's like, I date, I've dated a lot of young guys, but kind of not thinking that was like my long-term partner, just mm-hmm. more like having fun. You know, I don't want kids. So I don't feel like I'm on a timeline of any sort and I can just have fun. I can have sex. I can totally. do whatever. So I want somebody that has their shit together, that has a career that they're not figuring their shit out. You know what I mean? Like I, I went uh, yes. recently with a guy who was 32 and he just, he doesn't have it figured out yet. And I just don't really want that. I like ambition and confidence. And I want somebody that, that makes money. I, I make money. I want to travel. I want to do these things when we're allowed to again. And I, I want somebody that can match me in a certain type of lifestyle, you know, not to be like, he has to be so rich in this, but it's like, I don't want to be the well, you want lifestyle compatibility, which is the foundation of financial compatibility. And uh, I totally get that. Yeah. Okay. How about uh, you, Raina? Oh, Have right you here? started um, online dating? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I always have like a guy or two in the mix. I'm not like actively, I don't, I don't do dating apps. It's not for me. I get that. I would love a long-term partner. It's, I don't necessarily want kids. So I don't necessarily think I'm on like the timeline that other people are on to find them in your mid thirties, uh, which is nice. It feels like a, a weight off, but I, I like companionship. I, I love sex. I love having somebody to flirt with. I love that feeling where you're like excited to hear from somebody. I had met someone that I was really excited about that I thought was great. Um, our psychic friend said he was maybe a soulmate match for me. Um, it did not work out. Uh, but I feel fine about it. And I feel like same thing as Ashley, when you sort of just hone in on a couple of things you really want and your non-negotiables, it does just get easier to kind of weed people out. And I'm not as much of a, I'm not such a stickler for what you do professionally or what you do financially necessarily, but, um, I think different kinds of people make me really happy. I'm not like stuck in a specific box, but I don't know. I'm still looking. I totally understand. Yeah, I get that. Ashley, do you use dating apps? Yeah, I pretty much just use Hinge exclusively. Okay. I mean, I've been on Raya. I, I can't get down with the like slideshow. I think you can't get a feel for who somebody is. There's so many like models and I just, I don't know. So yeah, I, I just, I don't need to dive yeah. into it about what I love about each dating app. But yeah, I pretty much just use Hinge um, and I I go on dates from it. I always, I've said this on our podcast. I've actually, I've gone on so many first dates and I've never gone on a second date from an app. Um, so everything that's really worked out for me has been somebody that I met in the wild or, you know, someone introduced us or this, Mm. this guy went out with a cup a week or two ago who I might go out with again. Um, rain is encouraging me to, and, and have alcohol this time, um, is, uh, he slid into my DMS. So, which is fine, but yeah, so I I do, I'm, I'm active on the apps, but it's just, I don't know if you know this, but I have been reviewing online dating profiles that people send me on TikTok, and 
I think I had never done dating apps. Like I have someone on my staff who literally does takeovers and makeovers and takeovers. Like she'll make over your online dating profile and she'll, she can also take it over. But I've personally never online dated app because I met my husband like four months before Tinder came out. Getting a feel of the online dating apps as I'm reviewing them. It just feels like Hinge lately is a lot more superior because of the questions that they ask. Like you could choose what questions and there's just so much good message bait potential in those questions. Yeah. But because I don't see that, like, I think uh, just some of the user experience of some of these other apps are just horrendous, like Tinder. (laughs) You you can't even read the font, you know, I'm like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah. And like, I don't know people that are really on it. I mean, I don't want to shame anybody. I mean, if you're doing it and you're liking it, but it's kind of, I didn't really like love Bumble. I didn't love messaging first. I feel like, Mm. and I, I I still respect Bumble and we, and all they do. And I think the whole goal was to put women in the driver's seat, but it just op- opens women up to be rejected more. And yeah, I don't know. We've worked with okay Cupid. Yeah. And I feel like uh-huh. they've done a good job really trying to match people based on those yeah. questions and things like I've that. I've always liked okay Cupid. Yeah. Um but I'm like Raina. Uh I'm all about in the wild. I I remember I just didn't like online dating when I was single. I think are you would you consider yourself extroverted or introverted? Rena. I'm extroverted in most situations. I'm pretty confident. Um, I was talking recently about like just confidence to approach people just in general. Mm-hmm. And I never really stopped to think like, if I see someone cute, like, am I pretty enough to approach them? Am I cool enough, successful enough? Like, I feel really confident to just walk up to somebody and say hello, especially at a bar. I think there's always just something around you that you can bring up. Um, totally. going on whether, I mean, even if it's something as simple as like, have you been here before? You know, we always tell people you can kind of tell if somebody wants to talk to you and read the room a little bit. And if someone doesn't seem into talking to you, then you just move on. You know, I don't think you have to think of some like crazy outlandish line to approach a person. You can just say hello. And that goes for coffee shops that goes for parks. I know a lot of us aren't in bars anymore, obviously. And I think that we should all feel confident to approach a person. And if somebody's not into it, they're not into it. No big deal. Yeah. And if all else fails, just do the Joe Biden method. I don't know if you have watched new girl, but I yeah. am all <laughs> no, about that. that. The Joe Biden method of dating is just be there, <laughs> be there. Okay. He goes to the bar. You be there. He goes to the hallway. Be there. He sits down, be there. That is the Joe Biden method of dating. Cause oh. Joe's just always around or. Yeah. What? I don't know. That's just how new girl, I think it was like the season opener for like season four or something. That is just how they explained like to Zoe Deschanel's character, Jessica Day. This is how you, sh- this is how you're going to get the guy out and about. Just okay. be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not uh, going to be on your couch at home. Yeah. I remember listening. I was like, yeah, that's exactly how I dated. Like if I liked a guy, I would just find a way to be like two feet away from him at some point. And I used to wear this red watch and man, that thing, like guys would always ask like, oh, you know, that's a nice watch. And then we can just start talking like, so it feels like they talked to me first, but really I was hunting. Yeah. I'm trying to think if, if, if I've had a thing that people commented on, that's such a good idea. Like something that people give people the opening of something they can comment on about your, I mean, not your appearance, like nice tits, but like something you're wearing or whatever it is. Oh, I don't know that guy. Remember that guy walked up to me. We were at South by Southwest. We were in Austin and I had this, I have this Kate Spade bag that one side says like open for, what is it? It says, it says like a neon sign and it's a bag you have. Yeah. It's right. It has like a neon sign. Totally. I have used Kate Spade bags in this method a million times because they have such unique designs that men comment. Okay. So, but it says like open for business or something. It feels a little like right. could be an innuendo. 
And then the backs is closed. I don't remember for sure. It's two feet away, but I'm whatever. And this guy came up to me and he commented on it. But then we were almost like, is he gay? Because like he's coming. <laughs> oh, up, that guy. He's that guy was gay. Up, yeah. He's not gay though. He's just from LA. Um, and he oh. just was like, <laughs> sure, he's still out on this guy. Ashley swears to God he's not gay. I, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's still a reasonable approach a person. It was so funny because we were like. And he was tall and he was cute. And I ended up like keeping in touch with him. But it was like he commented on my handbag. So you had to wonder like, uh, I don't wonder he's gay. But we also tell people like if it can't be something you're wearing, like go to a coffee shop, bring a book. And like we always recommend the book Sapiens because every man on earth loves that book. But if you can bring something that people will comment on, whether it's a book or like a notebook that has something interesting on it or a bag or something, just be outside and instead of working at your apartment for the day, right. go sit outside at a coffee shop, sit at a park. Um, obviously in New York, it's 30 degrees today. You can't do that. But anyway, you can draw attention to yourself in a positive manner and give people an opening. I went to the park a lot this summer and every single girl that was sitting there reading a book, a hundred percent of the time, a guy would approach them, including wow. myself. I like that book. I know that book. I've read that book, whether they're lying or not. It's just a way to get somebody to talk to you. And it's such an easy, fun opening um, to connect over. Or, you Rena, know, wear a crazy yeah. looking mask. <laughs> yeah, on your that's mask. a good one. That's a good one. Um, Raina, you just mentioned weather. Uh, this is where I think my staff and I are really struggling. You know, we set up so many first dates. That's mm. that's like half of our job is doing that. And yeah. so much of our job now is not only finding outdoor places, which New York Bucket List has been incredible at creating. You yeah, know, they're great. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, being, looking at the weather, like there was a, one of our people were dating on Monday and it was a rainstorm and we're just like following the weather forecast. Like, will it stop raining by the time they meet? And now I'm struggling, like if there's going to be another lockdown or, you know, if the weather goes, it will go below zero Celsius eventually. Right. Even Fahrenheit. Um, what, you know, where do I send people out on dates? So where did you, I, I don't know, during the first three months of the quarantine, if you sent anybody on dates, but are you, where are you sending people now? Kitano has been, I think our, our most popular go-to place. Okay. Um, Do they have heat lamps? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. And they have outdoor seating, but these igloos we're, we're yeah. like looking at igloos. I mean, there, I know you have clients that have plenty of money. I mean, they can be on the pricier side, but I mean the, the igloo at Bryant park is like two fifty for one to four people. And it includes, um, I know this cause we're booking one. Um, <laughs> it includes mold cider and a few apps and you get it for an hour and a half. And you're right wow. there in Bryant park with the buildings around you. And the ice rink is nearby and the shops and things like that. So, and it's heated and you're in your own Group little date idea. That's such a great, like for anyone listening, if you're wondering how to meet people, you know, I always say meet through friends, especially during the holiday season, this is such an opportunity to meet through friends, get an igloo. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're actually um, everywhere. Um, I was in Chicago, um, visiting my brother and all up and down, um, West Randolph, which is in the West mm-hmm. loop, which is probably the most popular place to like, eat in Chicago. Every restaurant has these igloos for like a wow. mile and a half. So, um, it is like a really cute insular thing to do. And we always say like date, obviously at your own comfort level. And I think that sadly we'll probably get to a point where in the next month or so, where maybe people aren't, we're back to kind of what we were like in the spring, but I I mean, mean, we we still want to talk about dates in March and April. Like we, um, most of our clients just kind of went, we, you know, we had a few clients get COVID not through us, like just in March from living their lives Uh, one of our clients passed away. So it was just like a lot of insanity in the spring. And now we're, you know, we're a lot more careful, but you know, first dates for us are usually always zoom. I was just going to ask that. So you guys will set up the zoom dates. 
yeah, we set up the Zoom dates under my account. And then, okay. so the thing that's been amazing for second dates is setting them Central Park. And we usually have them meet at like the Dakota building. And then they'll do the loop down, the natural loop down to Columbus Circle. Okay. That has been like the best second date. Can I ask like you a question? Those second dates will go on third, even first dates. Yeah. What are your feelings? And I, I have mixed feelings. What are your feelings about a date with no alcohol for somebody who drinks, skipping the bar, skipping the wines and, and doing something sober in the middle of the day? What are your feelings about that? A hundred percent. Do I mean, it always. Yeah, I don't, and I did. I that's what drink. I did recently. I did with this guy and I for, I mean, I don't need to get into all the details of it, but we just, we went on a 1 PM mm-hmm. coffee outside date and it was kind of funny to, to talk about it. Like both of us don't really do. I hadn't, I don't know the last time I did that. A first date sober, both of us drank, you know, it was just like the circumstances, you know, whatever. It was like the only time we could get together and meet. Uh, and it was nice. I think that, I mean, obviously it's not a hot take, but it'll trick you into thinking you have a certain type of feeling about things. And for me, two drinks is kind of my max. Like I, I will have a third drink if I'm having fun and people are around me, but I'm like pretty drunk after a third drink. And like, I just don't know. I'm like the best version of myself. I'm not proud of who I am. I might make out with somebody or like go home with them, which whatever, if you're vibing with somebody, do whatever you want. But for me personally, like I don't necessarily wake up so proud of myself if I get to that third drink on a date. And I think it's nice to just get to know somebody. So whether you want to drink or not, I mean, I get that dates are sort of awkward. You could drink on the zoom date, but I like the idea of let me let me tell you why the walk is good and there's no drinking there and it's exactly what Raina just said that there's a different connection so what I always say if you're going to go on a first date is to never sit across from each other it should either be perpendicular or side by side because when women talk to men they get the kind of if a guy's asking you questions and you're talking about yourself women tend to kind of blush and they kind of look away and men start thinking she's not into me or she's looking at other men when really she just doesn't, it's really awkward to look eye to eye with a stranger or even a friend through a friend. Mm -hmm. And so if you are perpendicular or side by side, especially, and this happens on walks, right? You're side by side, your face can kind of wander, your eyes can wander and you're having a natural conversation. And as a result, you can get into like a really deep vulnerable area on that date that will help create sexual intention because you do need a bit of sexual tension. Otherwise you're on an interview. Yeah. Sure. I think you said it on our podcast or it was you or another amazing expert that we've had on about that, about the, like, you know, not staring at each other across a table and mm-hmm. feeling like you're on an interview. It's, it is so awkward. It's so awkward to, especially if you're not, if it's not, especially really if you're not there. drinking. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're not yeah. drinking. I mean, at least when I, when I met this guy, there was kind of like loungy chairs. We were kind of like casual, like it wasn't like sitting upright at a table across from each other. I hate that. Right. And I don't know that I've ever done that for a first date. You said, you said the bar, like at the cor- I like to sit the at the corner bar. of the bar. The corner of the bar is my favorite. I like sitting next to somebody. I like that moment towards the end of the day where you're kind of leaning in towards each other and like, you can smell the person. You can see the way they move. It's just, I don't know. A table in between me is very like, we're already dating. I don't yeah. know. I don't want it. And I went out with this guy. And the second I met him, I was like, Oh no, it, it was, it was his voice. It was an energy. I'm not going to, really get into it his voice was unbelievable but anyway um and so I just like <laughs> like so unattractive I I, I, oh, I can I tell see. you offline I'll give you some who it sounded like offline I just don't want to go there because um, he's a nice <laughs> person sounded like okay six six hot we had a great banter leading up to it and uh, then I just knew immediately like this isn't going to work and work, I we yeah. still went and had to sit across from each other 
like at a table and have two drinks. And I was just like, this is just painful. Oh, so <laughs> I wish we would have been like walking or at least I could have got some steps in, you know, like mm-hmm. something to come out of it. Get some steps in. Every person's like- an opportunity. Every person's yeah. an opportunity. I think to myself a lot, like how many people have we written off because like the first date, it wasn't great. And I don't know. I wrestled myself thinking like, there's a lot of people I go on first dates with that I'm crazy about and it's really fun and it's exciting. And there's so much banter. And then they turn out to be a sociopath, mm-hmm. you right. know, like <laughs> I, I, I think to myself a lot about this, like wh- what are you attracted to in a person? Are you attracted to sort of like the drama and the excitement or, you know, maybe people that are a little more stable as a human being read a little more boring on a first date. And like, should I be giving people chances? Should we all be giving more chances for a second date? Um, and I say boring sort of in quotes, just not as exciting, but there's plenty of people I've probably written off that are just a little more stable and don't seem as thrilling. And the people that seem thrilling are crazy people. I mean, uh, hello, secure attachment style. Duh. Maria, yeah. you recommended that book and oh my God. it's like the most life-changing book of all time. Attachment theory is one of those things like you read it and like this crazy light bulb goes off and you're like, oh my God, every single thing makes sense. Like even down to like the the stuff about how there's more people with an anxious attachment style or sorry, an avoidant attachment style just in the dating pool in general and why that is. And I found that really fascinating. We reached out to Amir Levine who wrote the book, um, Mm -hmm. not the theory, but wrote the book. um, And he said yes to coming on the show. Now he's giving (gasps) us the run around, but we'll work on it. That's awesome. What Raina said is like so much a theme of the book of like that. And I don't really feel that way. I, I, I feel like I've come to realize I want somebody that feels like safe and secure and not like butterflies and I'm anxious. Like I, I don't want that, but like, that's where women go wrong. They miss, they don't, they can't feel that feeling. They feel like somebody's boring because they feel secure. Yeah. And this I, is I something, just... this is something that we like teaching group into like one of the programs we have is like group intensive, which is like this group coaching program. And what we always say is embrace boring because boring, like, okay. So when we think of the word exciting, we think of that as like a positive word when really it's negative. It's this, I have, I'm on this roller coaster. It's going great, great, great. We're having an eight hour first date. And then there's a cliff and then there's indifference and then there's confusion. And that is exciting because if he texts you two days from now, that serotonin and dopamine just hops on up again and it, you know, he doesn't message you again for three days and it falls down and you have this roller coaster up and down, which is exciting, but boring. We think of that as a negative word and boring is a positive word. Boring means that he is consistent with his communication. He has predictable behavior. He does not leave you confused. Stable. Well, also, but yeah. there's people that are boring because they have, they, they're, they have boring personalities and they're not sure. like, they're not like, cause there I are don't people want that are boring, roller yeah. coaster actually at all. I don't, I genuinely don't. Mm-hmm. The second it starts to happen, I'm off. You know, I get off the roller coaster. I don't want it. I want secure, consistent communication. Mm-hmm. But I also do want somebody that like challenges me and excites me and makes me laugh. And you know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, there's boring people. Like I'm not yeah. going on a second date with somebody that doesn't make me laugh. I'm not saying you have to go on a second date with anybody, you know? Will you guys let me set you up? Yeah, go for it. Seriously, we would love that. Ashley and I both, I think have like a pretty high bar for, you know, we want to be with people that are doing something interesting in the world. That doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. mean that they are millionaires. I just want, I mean, I can't speak for her, but I would really like to be with somebody who's doing something exciting in the world. And that we have a lot of banter, a lot to talk about somebody that's traveled and read a lot, just done a lot of things in their life. That's important to me. And yeah, the roller coaster is not what excites me. If somebody is boring, that's not the same as stable. No, I'm not. Yeah. yeah, Too different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think uh, I just don't want. I don't want yeah. that. I don't want the, like, I, I, I completely, I do feel like I have a secure attachment style. I don't want that. Like 
you know how I feel. If you don't like me, I don't like you. It's like the most yeah. attractive thing that someone calls me and texts and does what they say they're going to do. Right. The second I feel like a sense of like, they're uninterested or they're leaving me hanging or they're leaving me on red or they're not reaching out for another date. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm going to bring it up or I'm going to be, be out of this. Cause this isn't what I'm looking for, but I'm also, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I was like that at 25. So if any men are listening and want to be vetted by me, uh, definitely sign up so that I can uh, interview and vet and, uh, only the best, may the best man win. <laughs> Like the Hunger Games? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I do, right? Like for every yeah. woman or man that one of my clients goes out with, I've interviewed like 30 people and I'm like, okay, who's the best one out of this bunch? You know, who's who's gonna go the distance? And you know what? We've gotten 40, over 40 people in relationships this year during a that's pandemic. That's amazing, like, that especially this my year. Mind. You said something on our podcast that is forever stuck with me. <laughs> um, and that is about the eight hour date that you mentioned. Um, and that there has to be a point at which you leave that, you know, you really should cut it off after a certain amount of time. You said, you know, you don't, I think your terms were like, you don't, you shouldn't live the whole relationship in one evening and that you should leave people wanting more. And we, I especially had taken that advice into my own life and to other people because I'll stay all night. I love talking. I'll stick around. <laughs> I love to go to a bunch of bars and I just, I'm a lot of fun. I'm a good time. Um, I just think it's probably a mistake. And so we have really taken that advice and applied it to other people that, I mean, do whatever you want, live your life. But I think it's not necessarily a recipe for success to do that on like a first, second date. This is going to be a controversial take, but you could always have like a buffer, like the opposite of a buffer, I suppose, because you go on a date and, and you can cut off the date after two hours or two drinks or whatever, but then just go to your buffer hookup, get that yeah. extroversion energy out. Yeah. No, we love that. Yeah. Go fuck another person. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to have you ladies on the podcast. I would love to answer some questions. You ready? Yeah, great. We have a written question. Then we have three auto questions. Let's start off with the written one. So hi, Maria, Ashley, and Raina, big fans of all of you. And I credit your podcast to being the reason I am the designated dating consultant for my friend group. Haha. My name is Katie and I am 20. I don't think I've ever had anyone that young comment on this living in Ontario. My question is about casual dating in your early twenties. I'm not looking to settle down or anything like that. And COVID permitting, I want to spend my early twenties dating and having fun. With that said, this summer I had a fling and it was hard for me to get over him. He was funny, kind, smart, and the sex was great. Uh, at 20, you don't know what sex is. I knew it wasn't going to be a long-term thing and I'll have plenty more guys over the course of my life, but how do you get, am I wrong? But how do you get over the shorter casual relationships when the guys that are so great? I know it's easy to get over the shitty ones. I keep comparing other guys to him as well. Any advice you have for this would be much appreciated. First of all, here's the first thing you got to do in all seriousness. I were laughing because she doesn't know what sex is at 20, but um, I want to first of all, like qualify what she was saying, which is that like, it is, it can be really hard. And just because you knew somebody for two weeks, three weeks, doesn't mean they don't leave a big imprint on your life. And that can really suck. And people can stick with you for sure. I've had people I've met for a couple hours that stuck with me, but first thing you got to do is stop following them on social media. Just get that person out of your head. You mm. got to just, you cannot look at them up. And I have suffered mm. from this. I've recently come out and admitted that I I'm really bad at this, <laughs> but, um, 
the more that you check in on the person, you check their stories, you check their Instagram from the Finsta or wherever you're checking from, that person is just staying in your mind. And I cannot stress how much healthier and better and detached it makes you feel to just not look at that person because they will literally disappear from your life. So that's the first step I think is really super helpful. Yeah. And I think maybe people don't do that because they're like, oh, that's not even like my ex. Like I can follow them. I'm fine. And it's like, no, it's, they're clearly still like lingering with you. I mean, I think that validate it. You know, we, we do, we did a whole episode called your man. Who's not your man, because it's like, I think sometimes women are like, why, you know, they beat themselves up because they're still liking somebody that wasn't technically their boyfriend or they, they didn't, they didn't say I love you with and all that kind of thing. So first of all, like validate it that like you can fall for somebody very quickly and they can leave a lasting impact. But my thing is always, you know, that wasn't your person. We say it all the time. Like clearly you're valuable, you're worthy, the right person for you is going to want to be with you. And that's kind of the number one thing. So it's like, if it didn't work out, it's not meant to be. I know that's like not a hot take, but just like consistently telling yourself that I will find somebody that has all those, she's fucking 20, Jesus. I mean, I'll find somebody that has all those qualities that also really wants to be committed to me, you know? And it's kind of like, I always think it's nice when somebody comes along that sets the bar. It it can make it a little more difficult too. But I remember when I met that first guy that really set the bar in terms of like the way I want to be communicated with, the way I want to be treated, the way I want to be respected. And then it's like, I never went back. So to have someone set that bar so early on of like, here's what I'm looking for. It's helpful and will help her find somebody like that, but better, but that, you know, that once that she will actually have that relationship with. Yeah. I want to add one more thing to this, Um, regardless of her age, actually two things. First of all, reframe your mindset just because it's not now doesn't mean it can't be ever mm-hmm. that person can just be on ice for a little while just because it didn't ignite right this minute doesn't mean six months down the road it can't so just put that person on ice and also Ashley and I say this in almost every single episode find other things to do to mm-hmm. think about find other things to fill your life with make plans read books watch shows go out with your friends have hobbies nothing will make you forget about a person more than being busy and right. I think the totally. common advice is find another person which like yeah sure fine but like that's so easy to say and harder to do. It's just easier to find a hobby or something else to do. So just fill your day with something else. And just because it's not going to happen now doesn't mean it will never happen. But you don't want to like sit around and wait, wait. The relativity of time. I know that this is not something that's usually discussed by people, but there's a thing about high school for a second, right? High school tends to be like a big part of our lives. If when you think about your memories or your mm-hmm. college years, it's a big part of your memories. And it's because you were 18 years old or you were 22 years old. And if you look at the four years of your high school life, that is literally one fourth of your life at that time. If you look at your college years, that's the one fifth of your life. But of course that gets smaller as you get older, but it's still a very significant impression on you at that age. Mm-hmm. So at 20, this is to her, it's, you know, six months with someone, a year with someone that is a significant portion of her life at that moment. Yeah. And if you can think of it in this analytical way, then the truth is that time helps the more time passes. Cause let me tell you what you're experiencing. If you were 35, it goes faster mm-hmm. because you don't think of things in this way, you know, 
did that. I don't know if a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They yeah. just have more weight. And also you just have less love matches. You know, when I was 20, I'd, I hadn't, I'd been in love once. I didn't know that I would ever find love again. I didn't know that there was a ton of guys that would make me happy. And, you know, I'm somebody that does not believe, I don't have a type, you know, I think a lot of people can make you happy. I think we can have a lot of soulmates that my parents have each been married three times. I think there's lots of people that make you happy in different parts of your life at different points. And so I think that she just doesn't have as much information. 100%. Okay. Let's go to an audio question. Hey, Maria. My name is John. I'm 38 living in New York. Is it weird to go on a second date and not follow each other on social media? We met through an app, but I just don't feel like she needs to know my whole life before we go out again. I don't know. What do you think? I'm assuming he's private. Right. So like he's yeah. a private Instagram account. That's what I'm yeah. sort of taking from this. I don't think it's weird to not follow each other just because I wanted a date with somebody doesn't mean I want to follow them on Instagram. I think it's weird to have a private Instagram account, but I, I'm not going to follow somebody just because I want on a date with them. No. Do you know how long it takes me to follow somebody? Like I, <sighs> Ashley's know. lucky I follow her. Like <laughs> I don't, every situation is different. Like the last guy I dated, dated, I followed him so he could like DM me, you know what I mean? Cause I have people you had to, I, my whole way of getting him to ask me out, which worked perfectly was like to post an Instagram story and he slid in and it, it, it worked exactly according to plan, but I needed to follow him. So he could, uh, he followed me first. So we met in, in the wild. He went home, he followed me. I waited a little bit of time. I followed him back a random guy that let's say we met on hinge or whatever it is. And we went on a couple of dates. Like I wouldn't start following him on social media, like no. a sec two dates. Like I, I don't, there's no need to do that. Right. I think until you're like really getting to know each other, you would maybe consider yourself quote unquote dating. You don't need to do it because then if you only go on one, two or three dates with somebody and then they just disappear and that was like a short blip in your life, then what you have to unfollow them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be out here following everybody I've ever gone on a couple dates with. That's crazy. I don't even follow my brother on Instagram. So (laughs) how do you feel about people connecting their Instagrams to their um, online dating profiles? For me personally, I am super against it for the exact same reasons John just said, like, you don't need to know someone's entire life to get to a first date. Well, I would never do it because I also don't talk about my, what I do isn't on my, um, you know, on my dating profile. I don't want people listening to the podcast and knowing all this information about me. I don't want them seeing me like doing stand-up comedy. And then that, that, that it just gets weird. I don't hide it on a first date, but like, I don't need them knowing that before we meet. And, but I do love it when they connect theirs. Cause I like to like, yeah, look that's at how I feel. so I'm like a hypocrite about it, but, um, <laughs> it's not a deal breaker that, I mean, it's yeah, I, I don't recommend it. If I were to tell people, you know, women, I wouldn't. I like to see somebody's profile. Like I've one, one guy in particular, my friend's terrible boyfriend who I can't stand his whole Instagram is like car photos and stuff that he spent money on like watches and shit. And I think Ashley and I've talked about this a lot recently, like somebody's online profile versus like them in person. And personally, I guess if I open up somebody's Instagram and it looked like that, I probably wouldn't go out with them. That just doesn't seem like somebody I'm going to vibe with Mm -hmm. that much. I like when somebody has a profile full of friends and family and their siblings are in the photos. And I think that that's nice. I don't have to dig that hard. I just like to see that like you have people that you love in your life or no one that you love in your life. And maybe it's an, an artist account or things like that. Mm. But I, I personally like it, but I'm with Ashley. I probably wouldn't link mine. So, but right. to me, like, I mean, Maria, you set people up on dates for a living, like two dates is still super casual. Like it's just, you know, and not, that's not it's to say way that too soon. Yeah, I think so though, it, um, I will say if a guy, if a woman and a man, and this is a very heteronormative conversation, I know, but if a woman and a man are going on a fourth date, I think that 
particular date can be a game changer if you're meeting through a matchmaker or through friends. Yeah. I mean, it, everybody's different. Like the, the guy that I dated, we were both in comedy. Like we followed each other the night we met, you know, it's just, it, it, it was a different vibe, but in terms of like meeting that stranger that you've been set up with, or you met on an app and then there was no way I'm like, got to follow him. And I don't expect him, yeah. you know, it's just, it's like, it seems unnecessary. I mean, I've had people tell me like, you know, he won't, he doesn't want to go out unless we share Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, well then just go out with him. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's seems... a weird parameter. I'm, I mean, there's another question, which is further down the road. You know, we've been on seven, eight, nine dates. He won't follow me. Oh, That's a weird. totally different thing. And, you know, I think that there is a point at which it's strange that somebody is clearly blocking you from their life. Right. right. I think second, third date, I totally agree with Ashley. It's very casual. You don't know this person. Why should I have to follow you for the rest of my life? But there is a point at which you're like, this is kind of weird that you haven't given me access to this. You know, I know. Yeah, no. And you know, from a personal experience, um, I know that there are people that listen to me who do not do social media at all. And this is not towards you, but, um, when I, when I was uh, single, the men that were the most avoidant, narcissistic sociopaths, none of them had social media. Or if they did, they never posted ever. We said that on our second episode of the podcast oh. ever. We said, if oh, somebody wow. does okay. not, we said Facebook, that if someone doesn't have that shit, run. It's really important for men to have male friendships. And if they don't have male friendships, that tells me a lot about them. Yeah. And I mean, and I don't know. Facebook's a place to like, showcase it. Yeah. But I, I also don't think it's like, if it feels like they're hiding something, that's a different thing, but I don't, I don't need a guy that posts on social media a lot either. Mm. You know what I mean? Some guys just yeah. like, like aren't into it, but it's weird when it feels like they're hiding it. You know, I have another question. Okay. Hey there. I am 31. I live in New York city. The guy I've been talking to he is 34. He lives in Philadelphia. Uh, we met on an app, had a couple of really great FaceTime dates. First question that he ever asked me when we did a FaceTime was, what are you looking for? Because I am looking to eventually get married and have kids and have a family. And like, that's a big goal for me. And I am the same exact way, which was awesome. So it was a really good conversation. Um, very upfront with each other from the get go, both opened a long distance and we didn't think it was a deal breaker. So he ends up coming to New York to see me. We have a great day. Then he invites me to come back to Philly to see him at his house the same night. Uh, so we ended up spending the whole weekend together. We buy a sofa together. Like we just, became like this instant couple. It felt like he even asked me to stay an extra night. I did. And then the next morning he drops me off at the train station. He's like, let's let this cool off. Like, what does that mean? Then we didn't really talk. I tried to address it. He didn't really have anything to say. Um, now we're talking again. He wants me to come to Philly, uh, hasn't made any effort to be like, Hey, let me help you pay for a car or a train. Not really acknowledging all my crazy work schedule, but even though he has a car. So is it even worth me trying to like go up there to meet him when he's not, I feel like really putting in the effort or maybe I'm reading into it. Love your opinion. Thank you. Now, before you say I did actually message her for some follow-up questions. Oh, love this. First of all, how long did you not speak? And she said over a week. Oh, okay. I wish people, I wish people could see Raina's face. It's probably the same face that other people are doing right now and hearing this. I mean, I, don't, um, I think that it's fine to take some time in between. I think that to not hear from somebody for a whole week after a weekend together is a bit odd. Okay. No, absolutely and I asked, I did that, you, I'm, I'm out. 
Yeah. And then she said, oh yeah. Um, and then she said, did you, I asked, did you have sex? And she said, no, we didn't. I told him, I, this is, I think really important. Oh. I told him I hadn't had sex in three and a half years. He was like, oh, so you haven't dated for that long. And I said, of course I have. I just don't go and sleep with someone just to go to sleep with someone. And then he was taken back by that comment. And then I asked, well, did you make out, you know, two nights sleepovers? Did you make out? And she wrote, oh yeah, we fooled around, but no sex. We had good chemistry. Okay. This is a lot to unpack. I mean, it's so funny because like when, once you've read Attached, like you just, you, the light bulb goes off and you're like, uh, he's avoidant. Things got too intimate. He had to take a, he had to pull back. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Do you think that? I mean, it's kind of like, to me, the sex thing, yeah, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. I mean, it's cause it's, it's, that's a, I think it feels like pressure. It's a, that's a long time to not have sex too. But like, don't you feel like if somebody told you like, I'm going to break my three and a half year streak, it feels like a little bit of pressure oh, maybe on you. That. Like, I, I feel like it's not even necessarily as deep as an avoidant relationship. I mean, Ashley's probably completely right, but I do think also he, his, he's sort of like, I don't know. I spent some time with her. It was fun. If she wants to make the effort to come see me, fine. She's a stranger, whatever. And I think that the added level of, I haven't had sex in three and a half years. And I don't shame anybody for sharing things about themselves. You should share your truth always, if that's what you want to share. But I think it probably did put some pressure on him to be like, okay, if I do this, what does it mean? And then maybe he is sort of an avoidant person. It's just one of the things that I advocate for is don't have sex too soon because you could, as women, we could biologically um, get drunk on the oxytocin epinephrine that comes with sex and just completely be blind to the pink and red flags that this person has. And in this particular man's case, they basically had a relationship on a weekend. So what they would have done over four months long distance, they did it on the weekend. They bought a sofa together. Uh, I bought a sofa with my husband. We were married. It's a lot. And I think he decided he just doesn't, he doesn't want to have pursue a relationship with this person. Right. It's expired. I don't think it has anything to do with the sex. I think he could have waited maybe a couple more weeks, but if he's not putting in the effort, if he's taking a week to call you. Yeah, well, we're right. It could, it could like, I, I feel like I'm just all hot on attachment theory at the moment, but like, it could just also be, he's just not that into you. Like, like it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter. It could just be that you're not a match. Like you're, this girl is, she sounds so cute. She sounds like a wonderful person. He could be a great guy. He could be secure. It could just be that they had the weekend together and he realized something that that's just not the person for him. Rain and I always say it doesn't really matter. You know, like you just, it, who cares? You could beat yourself up for the rest of your life for weeks or months for years. on like, what did I do wrong? Nothing. It's just, it's may not be your match because it sounds like they both want to find somebody. So he mm-hmm. could be tricking himself. He could be avoidant. He could have been like, I really want to find a wife and have kids. And he could really just not know himself. And he could have felt that in the moment. And he actually, then he pulled back, but it, it could just be that that's not the woman for him. And I don't, to me, it seems like they were so upfront about what they want on the first FaceTime. Too that, quick. That's way too quick. Oh, you think? Okay. Well, I say that just to say that if they were had that conversation out of the gate, then she should yeah. feel comfortable asking what's going on now. Oh yeah. Oh, if yeah. you're going to drive to Philly, you're going to pursue this thing. Like this isn't like, should I go grab a drink with this guy on the upper West side? You know what I mean? It's more like, are we, if we're doing this, I want to know what's going on and you know, not in an accusatory way, but you know, you took a week to call me. I, people are busy life life happens but like I am looking for a relationship and I I kind of want to know what's going on here because it's like they already had that conversation once like they got pretty deep with it early on like she shouldn't be scared to have that conversation again she'll get exactly what she needs from it 
Yeah. I think there's something kind of powerful and interesting about just asking, Hey, what happened here? And, um, I totally agree. It doesn't, I mean, you can ask all the questions in the world. You might not get the answer and it doesn't matter, but it also might not have anything to do with her. He might've gotten back together with his ex. He might have decided that he wasn't ready to date at all. Um, I had a situation recently where I really liked somebody. I completely stopped hearing from him. We have a mutual friend and she just read me the text messages that he said about me. And what he said was, I'm not ready to date. I think she's great. I think she's, he said all these really nice things about me. He said, I'm, I'm just, I see it getting more serious with her because I like her a lot too. And I don't want to do that and I'm not ready. So I have to keep her at arm's length. I wish he would have said it to me. It's a bummer and it sucks. But I, I think that that sometimes just is the answer that somebody's just not in a place to date you. That's not fair to somebody who's just like, yeah, if you want to come down here, you know, you do it. But it I might also not be wonder, I also wonder like how many men are just addicted and women too, to like, especially men to the initial stages of dating the attention, the ego stroking. And I think a man coming out guns blazing on the first FaceTime, Hey, what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. Um, that is a form of love bombing. Mm -hmm. Like, let me meet you in person before you ask this, or, you know, you met on an app. Does your app say, I want to get married and have kids. Like, you know, there are apps where you can specify if you're looking for something casual. Can I ask you a question about your opinion on that question? Cause I think that there's really only three answers to that. Right. I want to keep it casual. I'm not sure. I want to fuck. Right. I want to keep it casual. I'm not sure what I want, or I want a long-term relationship and kids, or if you don't want to have kids, I want Mm -hmm. a long-term relationship and no kids. Right. There's only three answers. And so I feel like it's almost forcing yourself to paint yourself into a box with Mm -hmm. that person. And no matter who's asking Mm you always thinks that you're talking about them. Right. If somebody says, what are you looking for? And you say, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. Men are like, Oh, with me. Oh, I don't, I don't want that. But the, right. the other answer, I don't is, even know if I like you, right. Which is, the other why answer is the other I feel answer like I said like this I on your casual mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't want to paint myself into that box either. I don't want to tell right. somebody I'm looking for something casual and they're like, nice. And then I'm forced to go down that road. So I interrupted you, but I feel like it's a weird question. Yeah, that is a weird question on the app. And I think if a man says, I don't know, that's okay. He might also just not, he's just trying to not look like he's desperate by saying I'm looking for a serious relationship. I don't know if it was on your podcast or someone else's podcast, but I did mention like at some point, I think the way to answer that question when someone asks you is, you know, I would really like my next serious relationship to lead to marriage because that way it's like, yeah, I don't know what this is, but my intentions are if I have another serious relationship, that's going in this route. And it's not, that doesn't mean it's with you. This could just be casual. I have no idea what we are, but you know, this is the frame that I want. I'm not calling anyone my boyfriend unless he's going to be my fiance one day. I love Raina that you brought that up and like you, and you elaborated on it too Maria because it's like so funny because I I want a long-term relationship. I am not sure about marriage but I want a partner. I want a companion. Mm-hmm. But you 27 year old hot fireman that are messaging me on hinge. I just probably want to fuck you. <laughs> like, so like, I probably don't want to marry you. No offense, but like, it's funny because it, it is specific. And maybe this is just me. Cause again, I'm not on a timeline, but like I'm having fun and I'm going to, and yeah, maybe we could fall in love and end up together, but like right out of the gate, I don't really think you're my long-term match, but like, I want to have fun and go on a couple dates and then maybe we have chemistry and we hook up and you know, it's kind of like, maybe I sound like an asshole saying this, but it's kind of like, it's funny because when people ask that question, they are thinking in terms of me and it might be that, I don't know right now. I'm just trying to look for somebody to like go on a fun date with and maybe make out at the end of the night. Question. You are from Delaware. Yeah. You're from Delaware. And, and, uh, Raina, you, you grew up in Pennsylvania, right? 
Wow, good memory, Pittsburgh. Do you think he was upset that he called that she called it Philadelphia in- instead of Philly? Instead of Philly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm glad that you brought this up because yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck around, fuck around, and find out. Uh, that's the Philly energy. Okay, one last thing. <laughs> now like i feel like it was an hour ago that we heard the voice message but um <laughs> did she went to philly the first weekend and then she was going to go to philly again and no, he, he and, came to new york and came, then was like sleep over and they drove back to philly that that's night. right okay so he has come to new york he came to new york because mm-hmm. just that would be a crazy thing if she was going to go there twice without him coming yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and i don't think yeah. he necessarily has to i mean it depends on how old you are um i would not feel comfortable with somebody paying for my train ticket to philly from new york i don't want somebody to feel like i owe them yeah. something but right. if at a different age it's different i mean i'm in my mid-30s i can pay for a train ticket um if someone expected me to do all the work at another age i might ask them to split it with me i don't know but yeah i mean he is asking her to come there a second time at this point it doesn't seem like i mean there's a million ways to contact people i'm not looking for somebody to send me a meme but you could like dm me something funny um to not yeah. hear from somebody for a week and have them be like you can come here if you want yeah no. i mean you could go and just check it and uh if it doesn't work out you know hop on back on uh onto new york i you know i get it i don't think she has a car i think that's what the situation is but totally do you i, I get do you feel like as a rule if you don't hear from someone for a week just call it quits because 48 hours okay so 48 hours but I'm, I'm saying like a week like i've a done week. that a couple times in my life we bury people quicker and yeah and i'm like you don't aren't into this you know what i mean and then they'll always come up with something of like I, I, this happened i've been busy and it's like not too busy to contact a person no. you're interested there's in no such thing week. yeah i remember like my husband when we went out on our date um he was trying to find any reason to text me and he yeah. asked our mutual friend, hey, do you want to go to Macy's and shop? And then they went shopping. She she was looking at dresses and he was taking photos of her in the dress and wrote, this is his first text message to me. What do you think of, her name is Maria. What do you think of Maria in this dress? And I was like, who is this? Uh, yeah. And he <laughs> like, you know, to talk to you. Exactly. Yeah. He was just trying to find, and then that's how we started talking. Like, you know, so it's, you know. I knew who it was, but you know, like I was just, just kind of taken yeah. back by uh, like the fact that that's what he uses his first message to me. Uh-huh. What was your question, Raina? What if the communication and this, this sort of annoys me, this is why I'm asking. Um, if the communication is really just based on them responding to your Instagram stories, if somebody isn't really finding a reason to text you, the only reason that they have found to talk to you is through something that you're posting on Instagram. And I think we all fish that way a little bit for people. Do we? I think that people like, yeah, if you throw something out on your Instagram story, you know, somebody will respond to, but if it's consistent and someone yes. isn't really finding a reason to talk to you, they're finding your reasons to talk to mm-hmm. you. Do you find that sort of a no, no? No, I think that's a great way to communicate with people to let them know that you're around, but, um, it has to be more than the emojis. It has to be like, mm-hmm. like actually ask open-ended questions or, right. oh, like comment on the photo, like, oh, that was so funny or whatever. Right. Um, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I think that's an emoji. I'm never responding ever. Yeah. If you want to use it as a gateway to talk to me, I guess it's fine for a little bit. I've had like celebrities now contact me like through Instagram. And I don't think they realize like if you don't follow me, because sometimes they don't follow me and then they, <laughs> it goes into my other inbox. And then by the time I see that, because my other inbox, I'm sure the same with you is just garbage. I'm just like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't get back to you. You know, how can I help you? Why couldn't you just yeah. contact me over Gmail or my phone number? Like, what is this? You know, and, um, right. I don't know. It's, yeah. that, that's been interesting. I think I, I know that's like separate, but 
uh, I feel like the same, like, I don't know how much Instagram DMs count sometimes. I feel like, like you said before, Arena, like there's so many ways to communicate with someone. I don't know if that's the best way, but I think emojis is the, is the least thing you could do, which is the worst thing you could do. Yeah. I don't want somebody to comment on my Instagram photo. Like you're a fan. I, I, if it's a DM in response to something I'm doing and you're asking a question that's going to lead to a conversation, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. If it's yeah. truly inquisitive into my life. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A question typed out words. All right. One last question. Hi, Maria. My name's Emily. I'm 27 and I am from Connecticut. I have a question about you about a coworker I used to work with. I met a guy when I started working in a corporate job about three years ago. We were always just friends, friendly. And one day we were sitting at lunch and he was coming around more. I had recently gone through a breakup. One of our friends turned to us and said we'd be perfect for each other. Long story short, we flirt, we text, we go to a work happy hour and we make out afterwards. After that, he had just gotten promoted to a management position. And then a week or so later, he said he didn't want anything with me because he didn't want anyone that he worked with. I now no longer work at the company. I just left about a month ago. Will he reach out or should I make a move? Let me know your thoughts. Thank you so much. Before I get your takes, I just want you to know that I have this um, Instagram sticker that is, um, let me check my crystal ball with like my face popping out of it because this is a crystal ball question. Right. I mean, I think that you'd need more, we can give our takes, but I think you need a yeah. little more information about what was going on in that guy's life, what the communication was like, you know, somebody might just not be into you and they're using that as an excuse, or that might not be an excuse. You know, you just sort of never know. You can hypothesize about somebody's psyche all day long. I mean, she just should shoot her shot. Yeah. Like who cares? Like she should just say, contact him and say, I don't work there anymore, you know, say it in some flirty way. And that's, and then she'll know, like, it's like, why sit around and wonder when you could just fire off that message and find out right away because a hundred percent he could have, which he, if there was rules in their workplace about like fraternizing and, you know, um, a superior dating somebody below them, like, yeah, a good for him for following the rules, or he just could have been using it as an excuse. So the only way to know is to her to just like to shoot her shot and say, I don't work there anymore. You know, like what's up? She'll yeah. know. She'll know very quick. You literally have nothing to lose. Right. I one hundred percent agree. You're not going to lose your job. Right. <laughs> yeah. Reina, do you have anything else to add? No, I think Ashley said it perfect. I think maybe he doesn't even know that you don't work there anymore. Right. There's no way for him to yeah. know that. Um, there are definitely people, especially who are young, that get management positions that really don't want to get fired for some silly little rule. I mean, it's for breaking up for breaking a rule. So you never, you never know. It could have just been the honest truth. I would hit him up. Why not slide? And you don't have to ask him out. You don't have to slide in and ask him out. You can just slide into somebody's DM say something cute, funny, let it come up that you don't work there anymore and then see where it goes. I think sometimes women think that men think like us and they just don't, you know, like, I'm not saying she feels like this, but per there's a, I feel like there's a world in which a woman is like, well, if he really liked me, he would know that I, he would have looked me up and know that I don't work there anymore. And it's like, that's not, that has nothing to do with it. Whether a guy likes you or not, whether he would want to go out with you or not, guys don't necessarily do that. I know so many guys like don't stalk on social media half as much as we do. So I think bringing it up and also like 
I would just say it, I would say it outright. And I would not, he might not have it in his head at all that she doesn't work there anymore. So he might not even ask. So I don't really necessarily agree with the, like start a conversation and hope he asks like, cause you cannot, I don't think going into a conversation expecting a response or a certain per, certain person ask something is the right way. Cause then you're just sitting there being like, I'm wait, I, I expected him to ask me this. It's like, just tell him, be like, Hey, what's going on with you. And then if he's like, not much, what's going on with you. I left blah, blah, blah company, yada, yada, just like get it out there. Yeah. I mean, also the fact that she said that he got promoted to management, I bet the last month for him has been really busy. He's probably overwhelmed, learning stuff, being a new role. Uh, No, I totally agree with you ladies. Like shoot your shot. What do you really have to lose? Like literally nothing. Ladies, I heard you have a Christmas show coming up. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, uh, is it completely sold out or can people Uh, still No, people can still get tickets. It's a virtual live show on Sunday, December 13th at 9 PM. It'll be our second virtual live show. Um, this is a holiday edition and, um, it's, it's unlimited tickets. So people can log in, they'll watch it live and we will have it available for a week for purchase after that. We love when people can watch it live because there's no spoilers and, um, girls will make sure cuterie boards and get together with their girlfriends safely in small groups, um, and watch together and it's always really fun we'll put the link in the in the episode notes for people to find it and um if you're not following the ladies of girls gotta eat uh girls. you should definitely follow yeah. them on on instagram yep girls gotta eat podcast is our instagram account and i'm ash hess and reina is reina.greenberg and of course i will leave those links in the episode notes as well Um, ladies, thank you so much for joining me on ask a matchmaker. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to ask a matchmaker. If you love what you heard and you have not already rate review, and of course, subscribe, have a dating or relationship question, visit askamatchmaker.com to submit your 60 second audio question. You can write a question. You can send me a rant, read that on rant day, whatever. (laughs) You can also follow me on Instagram at matchmaker Maria for more dating and relationship tips until then be lovable. And more importantly, be likable. See you next week.